0: You've arrived at Pretty Spiritual Podcast, where we share our spiritual journeys to empower yours.
1: Come on in. Yeah. Okay. No, seriously, come in. (laughs) Hi, everybody. Welcome back. Season two, Pretty Spiritual Podcast. You know the deal. Maybe you don't. And if you don't, I'm Lindsay Pony. And I'm Annie. Yay. And It is surprising that I am as excited as I am to talk about our topic today, which is the inner critic. We promise that this one has so much more to offer that transfers and is actually a currency in other topics, such as cultivating inner safety and projections. But I digress. What I am talking about right (laughs) now is the inner critic.
0: Well, the reason you mention it is because it sounds like this is going to be a three arc series of episodes that build on each other.
1: Isn't that amazing? Yes. It's so cool that through investigating the inner critic, which I had so much aversion, meaning not wanting to go towards in being willing and learning more. It's actually opened up these other areas that have been so useful and beneficial into my life. And I am so amazed. And I'm really excited to share with you all because the inner critic, I did not realize. I thought that I was the inner critic. Mm -hmm. I thought those were my thoughts and my beliefs and my personality. It was me believing that my critiques and all the negativity and everything that I was doing wrong at every moment, I thought that was me and I would mm-hmm. verify it as truth. Facts. Facts. Factual. Verified. Blue check. Done. Written in stone. Nothing we could do. That's right. Well, this is great news because I have gotten some real freedom and space from this faulty thinking. Today, we're going to discuss the inner critic getting to know the inner critic, like really getting mm. to know them. Mm. We are going to get to know them so well that we actually learn their names, what it feels like when they inhabit our bodies and the thoughts that they drum up. Oh, Okay. I think the inner critic is a habit. I think it's a habitual thinking. And I think that we, can, I've learned that we can change our habits. So I know that much is true. And, and so if the inner critic is a habit, I, yeah, I'm really excited to reframe our thinking and mold our inner lives to be a loving, nurturing space. That's my hope with my critical self, my excessive self-criticism. Yeah. The inner critic. So, Okay. Yeah. So just really going to try and get into balancing the inner critic with kindness towards self rather than relentless dissatisfaction of who we perceive ourselves to be. A lot of information there. Um, Mm -hmm. Let's see where we go on this wild ride of exploring our inner critic and really getting to know them. Annie, do you have an inner critic? Perhaps
0: No, I'm just here (laughs) for fun. (laughs) I've heard of it. I've just never experienced it,
1: but (laughs) I'm just kidding. That's sarcasm, everyone. And we understand that that doesn't read well on podcasts. (laughs) So we'll just back up and say that it's hard to look at this stuff.
0: Yep. It's here. It's hard. I just relate. I love you use that phrase, relentless dissatisfaction because it is this kind of pounding hammer mm. just relentless so we've called this voice various things on this po- podcast like the sarcastic helper voice we've called it the punisher voice mm. and what it sounds like in my mind are phrases like i'm helping <laughs> you're embarrassing yourself i can't believe you said that your mm-hmm. face looks terrible
1: sorry it's funny I I mean like laugh on that one
0: seriously like what kind of horrid statements are these like if Mm -hmm. I said this to some stranger they might punch me you know Mm -hmm. if I just walk up and said your face looks terrible (laughs) at least they would be really sad if they didn't have a violent reaction (laughs) yeah not useful yeah so what uh, these things I've been saying to myself for decades, variations of these. And Pony, you said, we'll identify how, you know, what it sounds like. So that's what it sounds like. How does it feel? When that voice is first and foremost in my f- mind, I am almost outside of my body. It's like I'm in this kind of top part of my brain, looking down at whatever my experience or like looking back at a past experience. And it's just this commenting on it so it's I'm almost removed from myself it feels very fragmented Mm -hmm. my body gets tight Um, emotionally I feel unhappy and Mm -hmm. um, closed off and it's easy for me when I'm in that brain space to do stuff that's kind of checked out behavior Mm -hmm. because I feel separate from myself so I didn't even know any of this until I knew I wasn't even aware, like you Pony was saying that this voice was not a fact, that this Mm -hmm. voice was not me. It just seemed like an inevitability that this was part of how, I didn't know that there was an option to have it not going along Mm -hmm. and commenting on everything. And I've been learning in the last couple of years that this tool, this inner critic was actually something I developed as of like low functioning tool. I mean, it worked, But it was a way for me to manage anxiety and low self-esteem. And it wasn't a great way, but it was what I thought was helpful for things that I didn't know how to identify, which were like anxiety and low self-esteem. And so this part of me kind of developed this voice where it's like, I'm helping you. And very interestingly, I had in the last couple months got an additional (laughs) mental health diagnosis. Because I started seeing a psychiatrist and she said, Annie, I think that you have really had some underlying issues that haven't been addressed. And so essentially she said, I, I think that you have adult inattentive ADHD. And so for a couple months, I was like, well, obviously she's wrong because I know better than this psychiatrist. But as I took it upon myself to actually learn what that diagnosis meant, <laughs> besides just using the prejudice and information that I hadn't had any basis of fact in, I started to see that this really fit with this. So many pieces of my life that didn't make sense to me. And the sense of always feeling like there's something wrong with me and I don't know what it is. And so in the context of this inattentive ADHD, that critical voice manifests as anxiety to kind of keep me from falling apart because I'm always having this mental lack of structure. It's like a neurobiological disconnect between my neurons and my brain. So there's between the things that I know and understand, and then my ability to execute them, there's this disconnect. And so anxiety in this critical voice kind of like oddly helped me, you know, Oh my God, you're so stupid. You forgot your car keys. Oh my gosh. Um, Stop acting crazy. Um, Oh my God, you did this weird thing in front of everyone and they all looked at you. You know, so it's like actually, I was trying to help myself, even though it was very painful and actually highly contributed to low self esteem. (laughs) But I didn't know, you know, and I was coping and managing in the ways that I made up for myself. So, all these parts, like inability to organize myself, structure myself, my financial literacy, my this inner critic was actually trying to help me with this part of my brain that was firing wrong. I'm, as I'm learning about it, there's medication which can help, which I might take, I might not, I'm not sure, but there's also this like an extensive amount of knowledge that I can provide myself with and compassion I can compri- provide myself with of like, you're not a failure, Annie, there's not something wrong with you. I mean, there is like medically and scientifically (laughs) neurodiverse versus neurotypical brain, but I'm just wired a little different. So I'm learning as much as possible about adult ADHD and women, but also bringing new light and awareness to the tools that I've used for a while. And that I've talked about in this podcast for the inner critic to kind of like bring all these pieces together and be like, Oh, here's this just as a, a new piece of the puzzle. Doesn't mean that suddenly presto change. Joe, you don't use this inner critic voice anymore, but you have more <laughs> understanding kind of what helped it come into being. And then I have some really cool tools that I will share when we get to the tool section about how I, when it comes up, how I navigate it.
1: Thank you. Uh, I'm really glad my cat just came in here. And she helped remind me as she often does. So if you hear her purring, I'm sorry, but I can't kick her away because in my life, I can't have her thinking that I hate her. (laughs) And so what I want to share a little bit is what it's been like to live as though the critic, I am the critic, the critic is me. We are one. I believe what this is saying, that for years and years and years... I'm reminded of uh, the sirens, you know, that sing, and then they bring you over. And that was kind of what it was like for me. I didn't have the realization or the knowledge that I needed to watch out for these sirens that were going to bring me in through their singing. So they were just singing and I was there. And I would follow them and I would believe them and I would listen to them. So for years and years and years, I didn't notice the narration that leads into tools as well, because that's, I think, a starting point is to notice the narration that's constantly going on and label it as critical or not. It's not even my tool, (laughs) but that's a prereq, you know, (laughs) because for years I didn't, I just did not know. Mm -hmm. Uh, So labeling is super helpful for me. And with the cat, Rose, my inner critic will, what it's like in just this one area, she doesn't love you. She doesn't. (laughs) Look, here's the proof. Look at her. She's laying over there on the chair. She could be with you. She chooses not to. Oh, (laughs) this wasn't what I was going to use as my share, but she came in and it's, it's prevalent, you know? I don't, but I don't notice it. And what that sets the tone for inside my body is the confirmation that I'm unlovable. Cats, people, strangers don't love me. Yeah. I'm talking about like what it sounds like in my body and the constant narration and how long it's taken for me to even become aware that that's not me. So wherever you are on this path, even if you don't, it's so great exactly where you are. There's no acceleration for any of this. Noticing the difference of what it sounds like. I really, it Felt, it reminds me of kind of like drowning as well. Like this narration's going on and I can't really get above it. And it feels like it's taking me down into the dark and it's nuanced and complex. It's, I might not notice it, but then later on I might, you know, as you were talking about, like some of the other behaviors, you know, maybe I go and overeat for coping you know, it's so important to look at how we cope with things and then to realize that that's the strategy that we're using, perhaps because there is this constant stream of story and narration telling myself that everything I ever thought about myself is it is as bad as I thought, because I've been hearing this my whole life. So this critic lens has colored my experience and is I perceive it as truth. Mm-hmm. And then I would also project these negative comments into the realm of other people think this about me. Mm. And I'm using that lens and I'm hyper vigilant of you know how I'm unlovable or how I, I messed up. That's a constant my the critic is telling me all the time. So if I put a Tupperware wrong in the fridge. She says a really bad word. She goes, you effed up, you know, so like her and her tone and it's really insidious and Mm -hmm. like it makes my chest kind of cave in and I start to like do this, like where I need to kind of go in a fetal position to like protect myself. That's what Mm -hmm. it's feeling like. That's a little bit about what that's like and then how I project it onto people and uh, that's probably pretty confusing for them. As I'm, <laughs> I'm like defending myself for no reason. Um, and so this is my experience of what's going on when I really start to get deeper into, because it could just be light, like, oh, I, that was just kind of some negative stuff moving on. But for me, it's a constant barrage where I start to feel like it's pulling me down. And so this is something for me that um, I've really... I'm so grateful that I've been able to explore and look at and learn more about. Because if you can't, what is it? If you can't spot it, you don't know that you got it, you know, type (laughs) thing. (laughs) So just like moving, going around in the world, completely dissociated from my body, believing all these horrible things about myself Mm -hmm. and then thinking that you also believe them about me. It doesn't, it's really... A lot of my, what I wanted to say, this experience for me, I have felt like I am not, I am living in a simulation of my mind. And Mm -hmm. in a real way, I am, this has to do with simulation theory, which I highly recommend everyone geek out and look into Mm -hmm. that. Um, It's so interesting that I am not here in present time awareness with what is, Going on very simply. I am in a whole other world. It's dark. It hurts. I'm hurting myself and it's misguided, Mm -hmm. which is what's really cool. It's a strategy. I thought that I could hate myself and hurt myself into being better. Mm -hmm. So as we move on into the tools, we can kind of explore that a little bit more and see if how we are right here right now is enough that's a good place to start so let's get into tools because we got a lot a few whatever and we're gonna come back around with how this might help us in recognizing acknowledging and learning about our own
0: personal inner critic thanks pony I have a couple tools. So my first tool is really funny. It's affirmations, <laughs> which is super funny because it's always been my tool in the last few months. And i it keeps popping up as I'm learning about this, as I'm learning about ADHD, as I'm on my healing journey, affirmations, even the scientists who are talking about how the ADHD brain works are like, People thrive with affirmations. So we learn it in mindfulness practice. We learn it in self-love circles. We learn it in science. And there's actually a self-affirmation theory. It's by a psychologist named Steele from 1988. So there's actual empirical studies done about how this helps us form and maintain our sense of self. And I share it because I forget this all the time. Mm -hmm. So this, this morning I was having a little cry because all of this stuff and this ADHD diagnosis that I'm sharing with all of you who are listening, it's all just sinking in for me, like the, what this means and how, what, how it gives me a new mirror on my past. And sometimes I just get tired of advocating for myself and um, learning about my health and learning about my mental health and, this sometimes messaging I get from around me of like, why do you think there's something wrong with you? There's nothing wrong with you. But I I there's this, this thing in me that I can sense that there's more to heal. And maybe no one else notices it, but I do, you know? So there's this requirement that I be able to advocate for myself, which is great. And it's amazing. I have the tools and I don't need to wallow in self-pity, but sometimes I get tired. So this morning I was having a little, little cry and I was like, okay, this is all right. You're allowed to just have the sads this morning. I can use some of my tools. What are they? And these tools are very complimentary to counteracting the inner critic, right? Because of course I want to be like, you effing baby. (laughs) You have so much privilege and opportunity. What are you crying about? You have access to health insurance. So many people don't get over yourself. And I was like, wow, thanks inner critic. (laughs) This is not actually going to help or change any of this. So what can help or change is me just acknowledging that right now I'm sad and tired. My spiritual mentor calls it showering myself with love. I can just shower myself with love and let myself cry. Just let myself cry for a minute. Be like, oh, honey, you're crying. And so I was crying. And then I went to the bathroom and I looked in the mirror and some of the inner critic voice started to kick in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like Pony said, it's insidious. Gosh, mm-hmm. it's just boom, boom, constantly clicking. And then I remembered. The words mirror work, and I was like, ugh, oh yeah, how so upsetting. <laughs> and, and then I remembered, oh yeah, affirmations. Like I had never thought of the word before, you know. It's yeah. <laughs> yeah. A revelation on the mountaintop. Yes. <laughs> so I said, Oh, and then I started thinking of this some some that I had memorized, and I, all of it just felt hollow and frustrating. And then I remembered. There's people who are professionals who make these so I can listen to them. So I went on Insight Timer and I put on one that I really like lately. The person's name who makes it is Lady Moonlight Meditation, which I feel like in itself is an awesome tool. Yeah, And it's music with subliminal affirmations. So I put it on because I felt very... Rejecting of affirmations in the moment. So I'm like, I'll just sneak them in there under some music. And it helped. Like I could feel myself soothe. So, affirmations in whatever form, maybe you need a little spoonful of sugar to help the medicine go down. Mm-hmm. Try subliminal affirmations. And then my next tool is patience. Ha ha ha. <laughs> If you listened to our last episode, that was the topic. Isn't it great? How we just keep repeating. This is such a practice. Yes. So after remembering affirmations, I remembered one that listeners and I have been repeating back and forth to each other on social media, which is so fun that we get to like engage like this. And the mantra is patience, takes strength, and I am strong because like all of this frustration, and impatience with myself for kind of knowing a new piece of the puzzle about maybe how my brain works, how it does, but then wanting it to be changed immediately. Let's have it all fixed right now. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have it all fixed, you're bad. Just being like, oh, honey, patience, patience takes strength and I am strong. And I can just channel like those tools that I discussed on the patience episode of like, what's the divine timing on this? process, right? Instead of my, my timing. And then the last one is self-love, which I touched on briefly, but my, one of my spiritual mentors has taught me this image of when I'm kind of encompassed with this sense of being disconnected, dissociated, critical, punishing, full of fear, reenacting the past, whatever it is. To imagine myself floating in a warm cloud of non-judgmental, non-critical love. So she just has the sweetest voice. And she says, Annie, just imagine yourself wrapped and embraced and channeling this non-judgmental, non-critical love. And so she kept repeating that phrase, non-judgmental, non-critical love. And I was like, geez, lady. <laughs> But the more I repeat it, the more I'm like, "Oh, I need. I can't just say I'm going to shower myself with love because sometimes my inner critic comes disguised as love, and so I have, need to name this. Like this love is non-judgmental. This love is non-critical. It's just right as I am. I'm just right, and I'm and it's bigger than me. This love. It's not coming. It's in me, but I'm not the source of it." And it's just wrapping me up. So those are the tools that I worked on this very morning. (laughs) Live action, inner critic. I don't want to use the word combat because we're lovers and we're not fighters here. But it's like inner critic awareness and no thank you. Mm -hmm. You know, and then, oh, I see you, you're here. Well, no, thank you. But I am going to invite in these other things, even if they make me, even if they feel really clunky sometimes, I can just do them. And then once I do them, they start to work. Mm -hmm. That's all. Thank you so much for sharing and having
1: those amazing tools, specifically with the inner critic. And what I had learned is that situational affirmation. So if we're talking about this being a habit of mind, then for us to be able to change our habits, we need to start implementing this reframe as habit. So having a awareness, being a prerequisite is really important, uh, an awareness, and then also a commitment. It's going to take a personal commitment and awareness. And for situational affirmations, what what that's talking about, just writing on, because I think affirmations are so important when we're discussing the inner critic specifically, but also anytime having the awareness of, Oh, here's this running narration of, I, I effed up. I effed up, whatever it is. So, once you get to know your brand, your type of inner criticism, and what it feels like and looks like in your body, then the situational affirmation is to take that negative and turn it into a positive. And a couple that I wrote here. So, I effed up, you know, and I use the F. I want to say I messed up, but it's so much more. It's amazing that I didn't notice this was going on all the time. Another one on my bike is no one cares. No one cares. And it's really easy on your bike to see that no one cares if that's the, the lens you're seeing life through. And so the situational affirmation for I effed up is I say, okay. Okay. Hear that. Acknowledge that. Now my situational affirmation, a positive instead would be, this didn't go as I was expecting, but I can work with this. You know, that no one cares. Um, I was having that today on my bike today is, oh, I, we're all going through a lot. We're all going through a lot. And that's helped me. I also, a lot of times on my bike, as I say, Um, I, I hope they are at ease instead of being like throwing someone the finger, what that does internally for me, the same with like an inner critic, which I don't do that on my bike. Obviously that's way too dangerous, but like internally, that's what I want to do. It feels the same. So if I Instead, look at them and wish them ease. It actually helps me to be easeful in my body. It's a mirror, which is the projection and all the other things we're going to get into later. So I just want to piggyback off on that tool because I did too have situational affirmations because that is helpful. So yay us. But yay also us. <laughs> this is the biggest tool that I've been using. And I I have had such a big turnaround and it's super fun, I think. And Just really quickly. I, one of the things I wanted to say, I did talk with one of our listeners and I, in case you didn't know, or if this is the first time that you're listening, um, we have been working on this spiritual path and working on ourselves in many, many modalities. We are not here to, I, I think it's been Come across that we show up and share our experiences, but in no way do we, is our experience going to be your experience? And wherever we all are on the path is amazing because we are on the path. So making this the, I think this tool is really important for every episode that we do, which is. Make this personal, have an experience with the tools. You can collect all these tools in your bag and never pick up a tool and use it. So the application of the tools in your life, you're just gonna have a really big, heavy tool bag. You know, so I just wanted to kind of put in a little option there to have fun with these tools and see where you could use them or what tool would you use at this time? Because that also is skillful work on the path and in practice. And we just know that you can do it and we're rooting for you so hard.
0: You can do it. We believe in you.
1: We're doing it right now. Just listening to a spiritual podcast is a huge Accomplishment in my book. So it's hard for me to do that instead of being entertained with all my other podcasts that I love so much to just take me out into nowhere. So (laughs) kudos to us. All right. Here it is the big one I want to let you all know. So this tool is going to bring psychological distance, which is really important. So we need distance anyway with our inner critic. If you're anything like me, then you're believing it is you. So a way to do this is to get to know your inner critic so much. We talk somatically about what it's like in the body. We talked about what it feels like and what happens. So, and then we talked about labeling. So these are all ways to be more engaged in your internal life, even when your external life is loud and big and things are going on out there. And so the next thing to do is to get to know your inner critics so well that you actually learn their name. And that is really cool. I'll share how I did that for me to have an experience with this. It couldn't just be, there's obviously like Cruella and, you know, there's, I, I Googled female villains who were traumatized, <laughs> right? Nice. Like, but I couldn't, it wasn't for me. So I actually really had to take some time with this. That's why I'm sharing about that. To really get to know this inner critic within me, like what, What was she like? What would her name be like? And so I took some time to figure that out. And I talked to my partner about this because I'm so lucky that we share in this spiritual life. And he reminded me of someone from my favorite show and you probably haven't seen it. So I don't need to talk about that, but she is ferocious she has an agenda she is an assassin and she is very uh, objective based and she gets the job done you know and uh and i i love her she's amazing and her name is Bartine and that is the name of my inner critic now I really relate to Bartine. I've seen her in shows and now I see her when she is within me as Bartine. She's not me. And so when I start to hear that, I go, oh, Bartine, oh, wow, you really are on one, you know, on a killing mission girl she is on one, you know, and that is what she's like inside of me. And it has really made this distance and it's also opened up conversation and space and curiosity and and sometimes I um, use reparenting with Bartine. So when she is saying something to me or has really negative, horrible opinions, I honor her and I say, you know, I well, I really hear you and. I understand that before we, that was a way that we, you really thought that you were going to help me. That's what I love about you, Bartine. You really want to help me. You're really misguided though. Because before I, yeah, I think that I did think I could just beat myself into submission and being better. And now we're going to learn together how to do this lovingly and gently. And I'm going to use your energy, Bartine, at the exact right time. You're still going to have a job. I have so much work for you to do in the appropriate places. Mm. And so it's really turned into this very dynamic, personal, parallel, evolution with me and Bartine. And I'm, you know, it feels so much more spacious and I'm excited to build a relationship with them and see where it happens and where we go from here. So
0: awesome pony.
1: Yeah. Yay. Hooray. It's Really helped me because she was just on a murder spree before. And I was like, she's just, oh, so painful, you know? So yeah, what a reframe, you know? And what what a practice, right? Because that was also what I wanted to say. We practice things and we get better. And almost anything, you can practice it and get better. And I forget that. Mm -hmm. I like showed up. I'm supposed to be great. I was supposed to be born great. You know, yeah, not great, perfect. Oh, yeah. Oh god. And uh the soothing and like how much better it feels internally when I kind of let those go down. Yeah, let myself know I'm here to practice and to show up and see what it's like is a much more space for growth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Thank you all so much. Thanks, everybody. I thank us, Annie. Wow. Amazing. We're doing it. We are doing things. If you love us, leave us a comment. It'd be so helpful and so great. This is a very costly, free podcast. (laughs) I can't express to you, (laughs) I just never would. And we do this because we know what we have learned on the path was freely given to us spreads across the world so mm-hmm. we change and the world changes and mm-hmm. so thank you all so much for being here if you want to hop on over to our website you can do that um if you want to paypal or go to patreon those are options you can also do we're so and,
0: grateful and we want to say thank you to our newest patron Thea How awesome. Thank you, Thea, for your support. And we just connected on social media and we're grateful. So shout out to Thea. That's right. Okay. And if anyone wants to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, it would help us so much to grow, especially if you like our podcast, leave us a review. (laughs)
1: Hey, put it up there too. Get it out, honeys. (laughs) All right next time.
0: Uh, Next time we're talking about projection, right? It's going to build on this one. I think so. That sounds good. Let's do that. If it's not that, then
1: it's cultivating inner safety.
0: Oh, one of the two. Yeah.
1: And I think it might actually be cultivating inner safety because now that we know about the inner critic, now we can see how we can create and build. And then the projection is just fun to see. So that's later.
0: Perfect. So get excited. We have an arc. We have a storyline. Here it goes. See you then. Bye. Bye.